0: You're listening to the Empowered Parent Podcast with Ryan and Kayla North, hosted by Chris Turner, a One Big Happy Home production. This podcast equips parents to empower their children and build healthy relationships throughout the home in order to see lasting change and thrive as a family. This is for families of all kinds, especially those who are parenting kids through adoption, foster care, kinship care, or in the process. This podcast is a trust-based, trauma-informed, connected parenting resource To learn more, visit (laughs) OneBigHappyHome.com.
1: I
2: didn't think that was was
0: going to be that funny that time.
1: Oh my gosh, that was funny. Ay, ay, ay.
0: All right. You know, I, th- I, th- I think we should just keep going. I think that Jalla <laughs> should not edit this up. Uh, I'm just not going uh, to greet everyone. We're just going to ro- roll right into it, right? So Right in no. it. Okay. Well, maybe, you can, maybe you can edit Kayla's cough out or something, but I don't know. That's up to him. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> hey, welcome to another episode um. of the Empire Parent Podcast.
0: <laughs> hey, Chris. <laughs> and, We're and, here. And, and, case
2: it, and in case it wasn't, you know, brutally obvious, riding Kayla with me as usual so here we go <laughs> as usual
1: <laughs> you're like yeah they're here again
2: yeah it's uh... the same too. kind of can't do it without them so
1: oh my goodness yes because so, good good you
0: didn't have the login code either yes thank you I, I think
1: I think <laughs> maybe, maybe I guess you're not sure
0: it was a couple right. oh my go, go ahead take it uh, okay yeah. <laughs> hey
1: thanks Chris <laughs> Uh, what do you want to do well
2: what I want to do is talk about chores specifically what I talk about with chores is um, how do we get our children to do them because Mm. I don't know about you guys but uh, we kind of struggle
0: uh, in that particular area I'm going to mute my mic and just sit and listen
1: <laughs> uh, I was gonna say, so this is another one of those episodes where like we need to take our own advice or we need to Probably because yeah, yeah. that's uh develop yeah.
0: some develop a good plan that we will commit to instituting and letting people know how it's going.
1: Oh my goodness. Well, I you know, it's funny because I remember one time I posted on social media, I think it was on Instagram, I posted something about and my hashtag was like chores with kids. I had like come up with this like system or whatever. And I got some of the craziest comments about child labor. Oh, and you can't make yes. your kids do chores. And how dare you? And now I, I soon realized that they were like these like spam accounts that like, like did only like certain hashtags like chores or chores with kids or something like that. And they would spam anybody's account that did that. And Somebody said to me, You know, that's like a teenage kid that created an account to try and get parents to stop giving them chores, right? <laughs> and I just laughed. I was like, That probably is. It's, that's probably exactly what that is. But
0: yeah, I, it was- I forgot about that, Kayla. But, <clears throat> but in the interest of all transparency, that's being downplayed a little bit. Um, those, those accounts, people came in pretty hot uh, with some very strong opinions that mostly had nothing to do with anything that you had said. Um, yeah. So, I mean... Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: and so I was prepare just prepare like, for the
0: comments, Kayla. Yeah. And, but, but let's be honest. Child
2: labor inside the home is like the backbone of human civilization. Like, well... No, seriously. What were we doing 200 years ago? You know? You're taking your kid out to the barn and, and, and teaching them how to milk the cow as soon as, you know, they're capable of doing so, right? Because... I, I mean th- that's one reason why farmers have such large families is because, you know, why do I have to? Why should I have to pay a, a farm hand when I can just birth a, a few and you know there's my my workers. So yeah, and I, the, the, I the think whole we've gotten child... away
1: from that as a society. Well, I mean, somewhat <clears> yes, but the
2: the principle is still the same, right? Like part of chores is teaching your children. Life skills that they're going to need when you know they're adults and out of the house and on their own, right? I mean that, that right. that's kind of the foundational element of it. So, well, yeah, Pretty a
1: good work I, ethic if, and things in other like words, that, right? In
2: other words, I vehemently disagree with such spammy accounts who, yes, say it's illegal and well, immoral uh, and whatever
0: else. Well, yeah, no, they they did they did take them try to try to take and uh, make a theological argument uh, for for not having your children do chores, but. But I, I will say this, um, that obviously the, the, the two words child and labor in conjunction um, are, are, inf- are inflammatory and rightfully so to most people because I think it's a mistake to think of chores as child labor. I think that, you know, and, and to your point, my mother's one of 12 because she is from a farm and she certainly had to go and do her farm duties before she went to school as a child, yep. right? I mean, er, er, ri- rising or rising. Yeah, Kayla's grandmother too grew up on a farm, and can tell stories mm-hmm. like that. And so, yeah, no, I mean, I get all of that. But but our view of chores is uh, we live together, we do together. It's not like, and this is the part that kind of rubbed me the wrong way. It's not like we assign chores to the children, why? And you know, and one of them is to
1: eat bonbons and. Get no i was gonna go, a- go
0: yeah that's it i was not like <coughs> one of the chores is to fam us with fan us with palm fronds you know what i mean I, right. i'm just saying like we actually do We're stuff part like of it like, too. Yeah. We, like we clean the kitchen we cook yeah. we, uh, we we vacuum we dust i mean um and so i think that's one of the things that i would say about chores is you certainly should do need to lead by example you know you talked in uh, yeah. a the the previous episode or the previous green room I forget it about um uh, about uh, mowing the yard and then you know and then having you know, your oldest son and then um, you know for us the same thing happened here our oldest son um you know he's 19 now will be 20 this year he doesn't live here and so his 14 year old brother had a had a step up because I'm like I'm not going back to mowing the lawn. And so you know, the first time uh, Josh and I did it together, and then last weekend he mowed the the yard without any assistance from me, because I'd shown him how the lawnmower works uh, and stuff like that. And, and he had and,
1: been helping his brother a little bit before he left, and you know, so he'd done it a time or two. And but it was that example, right? It was the you know.
0: Well, I mean, you it think, think about
1: and having it modeled and.
0: Well, yeah, but but I think that, you know, when it comes to anything you want to, to teach children, um, I think, you know, thinking about the three stages of regulation is important. Like there's the, 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 there's other regulated, co-regulated, self-regulated, or, or a way that I like that explained better is I do it for you, I do it with you so that you can do it by yourself, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. There was a time when I mowed the yard. Then that time moved to me m- working in the yard with my sons, and now they do the yard by themselves, right? The same's true with our oldest son with, uh, with cars. I remember my dad and I uh, changing the brakes on Kayla's minivan when we had a minivan all those years ago. And he sat out there and kind of watched us and handed wrenches and stuff. And then, um, you know, he, he, um, he started changing the brakes with us. And then that morphed to him, like handing my dad wrenches to my dad, explaining to him what to do and that's that's the same thing with chores right um you know like like cleaning the dishes it's not like people intuitively know how to clean dishes somebody should show them it's not that people uh intuit- want to clean the dishes like the kids like my son's like dad cleaning the house is boring i'm like i know son nobody wants to do it <laughs> but yeah. but that's kind of the, that's kind of the price of admission it's like he around here that we
1: want to do it and we think it's fun and i'm
0: so like i'd rather you watch do sports it you too you think it's not so i think that the first thing with was kids... the
1: chores I,
2: I will say there are two chores i find somewhat meditative one is doing the lawn like i i really don't it's not that i look forward to it mind you but i don't mind it right um the because no the lawn just... like mowing oh, the, the lawn, lawn. Oh no! laundry
1: store. Laundry. I was going <laughs> to say, Nobody come on laundry. over. I got
0: <laughs> No one likes. Yeah, do laundry. you want to come? No, li- no. Do you want to come live at our house? No. <sighs> and the other one
2: is loading the dishwasher. Like I, I again, I don't mind loading the dishwasher. I, I find it, again, it's kind of meditative, right? I can kind of unplug my brain and just kind of do it. It's like and a puzzle. So,
1: trying to fit everything it definitely in. Is, it definitely is
2: a puzzle. I, I'm uh, it, Excuse me. If I had chosen a different career path uh, way back when, I should have gone into uh, uh, Air Force Logistics and been one of those guys that maps out how to load everything onto the plane. Like, I'm, I'm a really good Tetris <laughs> player. Um, no one can load the dishwasher <laughs> in my house like I can. I, I don't say that boastingly. <laughs> I, I say that as a matter of fact. you just, um, you just keep it real. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'm just keeping it real. So... Uh, but unloading the dishwasher, which is a chore that I'm having an issue with with one of my children right now, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I don't like doing that either. <laughs> so, yeah, totally yeah. on board the with the whole part- having to do it with them kind of a thing to get them uh, on on board. Well, so. the,
0: the worst part about about the, about unloading the dishwasher is there's certain things that just there's not like like glasses and plates they all dry and silverware but there's certain plastic items like the kids lunch boxes that you have to hand dry and for some reason that works on my last nerve having to hand dry stuff I take out of the dishwasher like i like our dishwasher was was broken and there was and, and so we're like well we're not going to replace it right away we're we're going to hand wash everything and make and 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 it works a little bit cuz it was kind of a, a, a little bit it worked cuz it was like a little bit of a team it was exercise well, it was not like all six the Six months
1: without a dishwasher—it was horrible. Yeah, but
0: yeah, okay. I, <laughs> you know, we're, we're, if I, I, oh, maybe I can mute your mic because, because, <laughs> because it was—it wasn't. and I think rude. no, I think that's that's a little bit revisionist, babe. I think that there were times, though, where the whole family was involved in washing, drying, and packing away and stuff, and it was it was kind of a little bit connected activity. Now. To say that it was like that every night would be a big lie, but it wasn't completely horrible. There were there were bri- there were bright spots in it, and obviously it was bad because we replaced the dishwasher. Right, the experiment failed, but that's okay because experiment fail, learn, repeat is a good motto. <laughs> you know that's a good sort of triage for, for these kinds of things. Um, but but I don't mind if like somebody's washing dishes and then I have to dry them and pack them away or hand them to somebody else. But if I have to take about the dishwasher and dry them. <laughs> It is like nails on a freaking chalkboard in my universe, and I don't understand why. Drying rack. You need a drying rack. You just take it they out. We do. Kind of, you kind of
2: fling off the extra water, and you stick it in the dried rack, and let let air take care of that for you, Ryan. All right. Uh,
0: no, that's we do that, but here's the thing. How many times do you think the, we run the... You
2: have, have it, you have to have the lunchbox ready immediately kind of a situation? Is it, is it Some, something like sometimes,
0: that? Sometimes. Sometimes. Yeah. Uh, no, but that's not. How many times do you think we run the dishwasher a day in our house? In your house? At least twice. Yes. Ding, 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 ding.
1: <laughs> and so there's
0: there's a lot going a lot going through that. Oh, wiggly fingers from Chris Turner again. Um. So I think you know we want to talk about about chores, and parents always want to know how do I how do I get my kids to do chores. So uh, so I just want to offer a couple of well, things, can, and then <clears throat> that would be. Can we back up pe- before? Well but I, yeah, we can Oof. back up, but I think these things I'm going to offer aren't, aren't going to move it past what you want to say. Okay. And that is just because I want sort to of remind people of what we've talked about. Number one: nobody wants to do chores. <laughs> the fact that your kids don't want to do chores does not make them lazy, because nobody wants to do chores. Yeah. And number two, lead by example. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah. I wasn't going to dive into anything, because we've already talked about those things and just wanted to remind people of those, your mid-roll. And I really think that, that first thing you said there, Ryan, that's like a
2: from the parents that I've spoken to, and I know from here in our own household, I think that's the biggest hang up, right? Is like I, I think that the, the big the big difference when it comes to chores with between parents and children is that the parent knows, like knows it has to be done. Right? Yes but the kid doesn't really know that because until they were asked to help with this chore, someone else was already doing it for them, right? So they don't think it has to be done because it was always getting done. And I think sometimes... Yeah. that I know for me, like, that's that's kind of a big hang-up is that I need to remember that... I, I think that's when you use age-appropriate explanations, you know, depending upon the chores. Like, this is why we have to do this. And, yeah, a little commiseration is probably... It in order like you know i don't want to be doing this any more than you do but we we have to do it because if we don't you know this is the result and so yeah
0: yeah i think that's connecting kelly you wanted to go upstream a little bit
1: yeah yeah so i wanted to i wanted to go back to the because i think the question that i get from a lot of families is when should i have my kids do chores like at what age should my kids do chores or when should i have them do chores and i I think we should start there in the sense that, um, you know, like all of, you know, all of us, our kids have been home for a long time and have, you know, are old enough that it's a given that our kids are all doing chores. But some of our listeners probably have little bitty kids or they have kids that have maybe you are not little bitty, but have been home for only, you know, a few months or, you Um, you know, have a year or they're 14, but they've only been home since they were 13 or whatever. And so our expectations of chores, you know, if you Google like what chore should my kid do at this age, you're going to get lists and lists of chores that Mm. say at this age, your kid should be able to blah, blah, blah. At this age, your kid should be able to blah, blah, blah. But what we have to make sure is that we look at the emotional age of our kids and not say I have a 15 year old that we just brought in from foster care and um, I need this kid to be able to cook dinner once a week. I need this kid to be able to do their own laundry and to uh, clean their own bathroom. I'm not asking that much of them. This is what they need to be able to do. Um, Cause I see this, I see this a lot in you know foster parents who have that expectation of, my kid is 15, they should be able to do these chores. And they'll say things like, well, I've had other 15 year olds that could do that chore, or I had biological kids that could do that chore. Or when I was 15, I did that chore, right? And so I think we have to look at it from a perspective of what, what can this child give me? Chores are not the hill we're going to Die on, right? They're not the battle we're going to fight when we're looking for connection and we're looking for relationship. Um, It's not to say your kid will never do chores, it's just to say that um, your kid's going to need a lot more help and assistance. Like if you had a two year old, you know, we have videos of Um, our youngest, when she was two, she wanted to do chores. Everybody's had that kid when they were two and they wanted to do chores and they weren't actually helpful, but they really wanted to be part of helping with the laundry. Right. And so they reach into the laundry and they're trying to fold the towels or whatever. And it's adorable and it's sweet. And we all just think, Oh, that's so cute. And when they go take a nap, you refold the towels and you put them away. You know I mean? It's like, it's no big deal. But when you have a kid who is six, but emotionally they're like a two-year-old and you want them to fold the towels because you think at six, you should be able to fold the towels and they kind of haphazardly fold the towels and make a mess. You get all mad because you're like, no, you're just doing that in a lazy way, or you're just trying to get back to playing or whatever. And so we have to make sure we set that appropriately, set our expectation of, yes, my kids are going to do chores. But what's an appropriate expectation? If they've come to me and have never done chores, then we're going to start with really simple things. You're going to help me with this, right? It's back to what Ryan said earlier of the do it for you, do it with you so you can do it by yourself. We can apply that kind of model to chores. So when they first come into our home, we're doing it and we're inviting them to be part of it, but we're not like having this big like, okay, you came to our home and you're required to do these things, blah, 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 blah. Um, But we're inviting them to help. Yeah.
0: Um, I've been frantically writing notes because there's so much good stuff in there that that I think we could expand on. Like you've literally seeded like four episodes in the last two minutes. Well, thank you. Um, I think there's a a quote, but I'll try to be brief. There's a quote by Dr. Purvis where she said, if you didn't show your child how to do it, assume they don't know how. Yeah. And that is, yeah. that is always, that's always stuck with me. Um, the other thing um, is that, is that <laughs> we talk a lot about play. Play is the language of children, how to play with your kids. You've done episodes on play. But if your children choose play over chores, every single parent I know gets frustrated. And I'm like, okay, so, there, so, so kids are doing the thing that you want them to. Because it comes back to the thing is that is that if we argue, we give people the choice do you want to connect a connected child or a compliant child, every parent's going to tell me they want to connect a connected child. the vast majority of them are going to conduct themselves in a way that portray that they want a compliant child and I think that's exactly. the thing that, that we that we have to um, we have to be careful of, and I think that when you say that's that 's not a hill I want to die on i agree it's it's chores because here, here's the other thing. Um, when those kids move out of your out of your home, no parents going to say, "Gosh, I wish the thing was neater when they were here." They're all going to say, "I wish they were still here." You know, you um, it's like that old phrase: nobody nobody wishes, nobody lies in their deathbed wishing they'd spent more time at the office. I mean, it's that kind of thing, right? Um, the other thing that I wanted to say, because you said to talked about developmentally appropriate, and I think that we have to think about a developmental appropriateness, obviously, but, the, but one of the things is, is why I think the, the understanding uh, neurobiology more, to, more than just at a surface level is super important to people. That's why like every time we get an opportunity to talk to people, we always talk a little bit about the brain, because I think it's really, really important, because from a brain development part, initiation – the ability to recognize that something needs to be done unprompted, roughly the definition of, of initiation, um, is, is, is an executive function. An executive function lives in your prefrontal cortex. And so whether the child has a history of trauma or not, it's just it's an exceptional seven-year-old that accesses those parts of their prefrontal cortex because normal cognitive development's not there yet, right? Like like a seven-year-old who, who, who pick, cleans up their room, like a kid that has a tidy room, like that kid's, the cognitive development is atypical in, in a very positive way, um, right? But because my, my, my child doesn't think to pick the stuff up in their room does not make them a lazy kid. It makes them a kid who, from a neurological perspective, doesn't recognize that their room needs to be cleaned, And so I think one of the things we do with kids sometimes is we declare them to be lazy because they don't want to help with chores. And I think that's a mistake for a myriad of reasons because from a developmental standpoint, both emotionally and cognitively, their ability to help with chores, which is why, like you said, like give them pieces they can chew because that's important. And then the very last thing that I want to say, and if anybody tweets, I feel like this should be tweeted, Chris. And that is that one of the greatest Sources of frustration for a parent is this phrase: My child is x number of years old. they should know how to yep i think i think I think that that leaves people crying and yelling at their kids because there's that's that that is a seductive phrase that only leads you down a path of frustration yep. my kid's fourteen yeah. they should know how to mow the yard okay you let me know like Kayla <laughs> likes to say you let me know how that works out for you.
1: Right. Well, and that's the, I think that's the big thing when it comes to chores that we've figured out is that my expectations of what one kid can do are going to be different than what another can do at the same age. Yeah. And so I can't base it on some arbitrary, some mom who had a lot of kids who wrote down a list of what your kids can do at what age. Okay. You might be able to go off of that list Um, To give you an idea of some possible chores for kids to do around the house. But I think you've got to look at developmental and emotional age when you're looking at that. So maybe you've got a 10-year-old, but emotionally, developmentally, that's more like a 4 or 5-year-old. And you're going off that list. Um, And I think the hardest thing that we've had when it comes to trying to do that is that kids want everything to be fair, And so if you have kids that are close in age and you've got one who is more developmentally, emotionally on track. So, you know, if you've got one who is close to their emotional age as that is their same chronological age. Right. And then you've got one who's developmentally, emotionally a lot younger and you're trying to parent each kid, right? Where they're supposed to be from that developmental emotional. And so you've got, you know, a 10 year old in your house who is right on track with 10 year olds. And so you're saying, here's some things that I expect of you to do. And then you decide you're you're going to foster and you think, Oh, I'm going to bring in a kid who's close in age to my kid that I have at home. And now all of a sudden your 10 year old mm-hmm. is like, well, why is this kid only expected to do this or that? And so you get a lot of that, that tension, that, um, from the kids who are more developmentally on track or emotionally able to handle those things. And you get a lot of attention because they're like, well, that's not fair. And so then as the parent, you're like, you're right, it's not fair. And so then you try and make up for it. So you, you know, one way or the other, you're trying to make up for it and then you're endlessly frustrated, you know? And we've had that at our house just because we've had similar age kids, you know, that are in different developmental places And, and it's hard, you know, it's hard to figure out how do I expect this kid when they're this age to do this certain chore that, or even not, it doesn't even have to be chores as much as expectations about what they can do for Um, themselves. But specifically, as we're talking about chores, like one kid might need a little more assistance or a little more help. They might still be in that we do it together phase when the other mm-hmm. one is capable of doing it on their own. Sure. So. Uh,
0: yeah, that's unlike like and that's all I've got to say about that.
1: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh well, I had a I had a dad recently that asked me a question about this like, you know, hey, I've got my kid who's, you know, it the chore should take him like, you know, 15 minutes. And it's taken him three hours. like, And so I'm constantly for three hours having to say, hey, you know, you got to go do your chore. Let's do the next step. Let's do this again. And I said, how about if you just try doing it with him? Well, he's like, well, if I do it with him, then his siblings are going to want me to do it with them too. And I said, it's probably still going to take you less than three hours to help, you know, four kids with their chores. And you're still going to save time in the end. And the reality is... The kid who needs the help will continue to ask for the help. The kids that don't need the help will recognize it's only going to take me 15 minutes. I don't need dad to come help me with this chore. You know, I mean, that's, that's kind of what I found like when I was in my classroom teaching and I brought in sensory toys. I brought in sensory toys for everybody the first day and I had these little fidgets that everybody could use. But after a few days, only the kids that really needed them came and got them from me. And that's the same thing when our kids need help. Yeah, at first, everybody's going to be like, wait, you're helping him with chores? I need help too. And you're like, okay, give me just a minute. I'll come help you too. And then this one's like, but I need help too. And then you're like, oh, this is backfiring. This is like the total opposite of what I wanted. Now my perfectly independent kid is asking me for help. And I'm like, no, but the reality is your perfectly independent kid is not going to want you to help them all the time. Maybe if they're having a bad day, they're going to say, hey, will you help? But just the fact that they know that they can ask you for help, because if you're feeling overwhelmed, which sometimes is why our kids don't want to do a chore, because it seems too big or it seems too, you know, overwhelming to them, just knowing that I can come to mom and say, hey, mom, can you help me with the dishwasher? There's a lot of like little bitty things in the dishwasher. It looks like it's going to take me a long time to do it. And I'll say, sure, I can help you. Do you want me to do the top or the bottom, you know, or my room looks like I I don't know where to even start in my room. Can you help me? Sure. How about I help pick up the laundry off your floor while you do this job over here or whatever, you know, like. Just having our kids know they can come to us in that moment and help. Um, Now, some of our kids won't ever ask for it, but if we offer Mm. ourselves as a part of the solution, um, they'll take it.
0: Yeah, I think that's good. that's good advice there, Kayla. That that yeah, some of our kids do struggle to ask for help. And again, back to something we always say: be the world's leading expert in your children. You know who needs help? Who who everybody needs help, but you know who won't ask for it. And mm-hmm. I think that's important to, to to offer when they want to ask for it. Because what happens is, I have parents get really frustrated because their child won't ask for help. And I'm like, there's an easy way to solve this: offer to help. No, but I want yeah. them to learn to ask. Okay.
1: They will, eventually.
0: Go ahead and offer offer, offer for help. Um, You know? um, And you know what? Something that... uh,
2: I was just thinking, So, right along those same lines, Ryan, that how do you get a child to ask for help? Well, you can ask them for help. Right? Like, if there's a Mm -hmm. chore that you're doing, that, you know, hey, I'm going to change the brakes on the car. Tom, can you come hand me the wrenches when I... When I need them, keep me from having to, you know, constantly get out from under the car to get them. Kind of that You're asking for help in that in that such You're modeling yeah. what you want them to do
0: to you. Well, that's good. Right? And yeah. so, yeah, that's good. Because I think, Chris, I, the reason I think that's really good is because I think sometimes we want to not only give the appearance to our peers. Um, the other parents out there that we've got it all together, but we also want our children to believe we're crushing it as well. And so we don't model asking for help because they need to know we've got it all together. And I think that's, yeah. that's really good because they, they learn, they learn by, by doing, right? I mean, if Kayla talked about folding towels earlier, well, if, you, if you've ever had a conversation with a child, because again, from a neurological standpoint, we'd have mirror neurons. And so if you'll just start folding towels while you're talking to a kid, invariably the kid's going to pick up towels and start folding them. Right. And so uh, on Friday afternoon, we had a little bit of a towel folding uh, um, tutorial around here. We went up to my bedroom, uh, Tor- Tori, Josh, Libby and Brooklyn um, all picked up a towel and I said, this is, this is the best way to fold a towel because it maximizes the space. It's efficient. Yes, I explained it, the efficiencies of towel folding, my children. And I showed them how <laughs> they all copied it. We folded the towels, packed them away. We laughed. We had a good time and the towels are folded correctly. I <laughs> 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 uh, I'm not that much of a con- control freak about the towels, but there's just a way that 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 I think that if you, well, you, well, if you fold them a certain way, there's way that they can be way.
1: folded that they fit on the shelf where they belong, you know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's that's what I meant and so and so yeah. All right.
1: Yeah.
0: In 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 well, closing <laughs> model <yeah>. all <laughs> the things. Yeah. And
2: I, for one, am looking forward to the green room after this episode because I want to find out how Ryan is teaching towel folding. So, I'm going to specifically Uh, ask for for this to be demonstrated.
0: I will fold your green room towel for you, Chris.
2: (laughs) Thank you very much, Ryan. (laughs) You're welcome, my friend. Thank you all for listening to the podcast. We really appreciate it. If you're not currently subscribed to the podcast, please do so. You can find us in any of those locations, you know, Apple, Google, Spotify, hit those subscribe buttons. And if you are already subscribed, we would love you to like the podcast, write us a review, Uh, please five stars only. Uh, And I'm going to ask for those five (laughs) stars only because I think we offer a five-star experience. (laughs) I love it.
1: I love that. And I agree. If you got,
2: and if you've got any uh, questions about uh, chores that we can you know, possibly assist you with, or you have ideas uh, that have worked for you that you'd like to share with us and thus with the rest of our listeners, please send those to us via email info at one big happy home. <laughs> com. As always, thanks for listening.